Welcome to Get Wisdom with your hosts, Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Imagine if God was a co-host. What if the historically rare ability to converse with God and get profound answers to questions has been rediscovered? What would God say to today's troubled world? Get Wisdom will share those answers. Now, here is Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. Welcome to another episode of Get Wisdom. I'm Brian Kelly, along with Get Wisdom founder and director, Carl Mollison. This week, creator advice for conversing with atheists. Um, we kind of, you know, every time you approach a topic, if you deal with the extreme, I think a lot of times that helps you with people that aren't at the extreme. So knowing how to converse with atheists can probably give you skills with talking to everybody. Well, I think that's true. We all can hone our thinking and sharpen our wits a little bit on a lot of things. But the issue of faith has always been problematical. And, you know, I grew up in hearing this sort of conventional wisdom, you know, don't just, just don't bring up politics or religion. Don't bring up politics or religion, (laughs) you know, even, even in, in family gatherings. And there's, there's wisdom in that up to a point. But we're in the business of wanting to encourage and persuade people to give God another look, see, and to consider the idea of faith and belief in a higher power, because these are perilous times and getting more perilous. And and we've been told we better get going and get more people involved or we're in real trouble. So so this is a, a serious issue, and it is also a delicate matter. We don't want to be banging people over the head, and that, that's no way to persuade. So everyone has had this challenge, I think, as a believer from time to time, dealing with a skeptic, and usually you just avoid it. But what if you really want to help someone understand your perspective? Then what? You know, you have to know how to handle the the uh, the backlash and the... Uh, the different strategies that are being used. So that's this is our attempt to begin a discussion about this important area. Indeed, let's begin it. You ask creator, one of the apparent attractions of atheism is that it is widely embraced by the smart, accomplished, and savvy, while belief in the divine is portrayed as primitive, dumb, gullible, and the desperate clinging of people who can't think for themselves and who are afraid of their own shadows. This is a very significant presumption to have to counter and dispel. Can creators share the best strategy for countering this outlook most effectively? All right. And as a channeler of creator of all that is, these are the words creator gave me. In a sense, you can apply the rule of thumb. The best defense is a good offense as an answer to this question. And by this, we do not mean to have a killer argument or an aggressive tone that dominates the other party and presents a commanding presence to intimidate and make an impressive and showy presentation. That will not hold up to scrutiny in hindsight or from a third-party witness. Those who are not critical thinkers might be swayed by the emotional intensity to give points to you for your command presence, but a critical analysis will not see much there other than having talent in browbeating an opponent. And this will never be enough to be a long-term productive approach. What is needed is to hold truth in mind, to present it clearly and as directly as one can, to cut to the heart of an issue and deflect personal attacks, attempts to bring in emotional judgments and inflammatory prejudicial examples 
through tossing out extremes of behavior attributed to believers in religion who may indeed do outrageous things in God's name. But these are truly easy to parry if one keeps in mind they are simply acting in a non-divine way. And whether they do that in the name of God or not, they are truly on their own and not reflecting true spiritual focus in harmony with the divine. One big advantage of divine truth is that if it is listened to and considered to any extent, the divine will echo energetically that reality for the individual pondering the notion. To give them a kind of encouragement, a pat on the back, a little bit of a nudge to truly give it its due, and that due consideration will feel true and empowering if the person is open at all to divine feedback. This may not always happen, but anyone who is reachable with a counter-argument to their atheist beliefs will still be in enough divine alignment to enable such reinforcement to happen. So an important factor to keep in mind here is that you will never be truly alone. If you invite Creator to partner with you, you will have Creator at your side and taking on an opponent to have a serious discussion about possibilities. And it will be a great asset to keep you, to help you keep things focused and effective. You know, that, that first statement was actually surprising coming from Creator, you know, that the, the best defense is an offense in this regard, you know. But you, in order to do an offense, though, you have to be prepared. You have to, you know, really understand divine principles and and be able to present them cogently uh, in an intelligent fashion to your opponent. Yeah, absolutely. And and that's that's a big distinction. Not who can shout the loudest, but who has the better argument is really the point of all this. And Creator is is pointing out to us, we have good intelligence and a cogent argument to bring to bear here. And if you get into a serious discussion and people really are honest and open and you begin to dissect the arguments on either side, you'll do better than you think you might. Yes, I agree. You asked Creator, Creator has shared that humans are divine, but that atheism leads exorably, inexorably <laughs> to depravity. Most atheists have a kind of utopian outlook for atheism that is itself a kind of fairy tale that doesn't hold water when examined critically. Showing them that all atheistic outlooks eventually lead to depravity on a gargantuan scale has been found to be effective, but not a pleasant approach to reigning on their parade. <laughs> this seems contrary to the preferred divine means of spreading love through positive reinforcements and messaging. Can Creator comment on the importance of telling it like it is? All right, and this may be a little surprising to some of you also. Creator says the following. We would argue the opposite conclusion here, that what you are wanting to do is to promote and help a person receive the greatest of possible blessings. The realization that the divine is real and accessible to them and available as an ally, supporter, and compatriot in all they do. Whereas the atheist is trying to close off that option entirely and kill it even as an idea if they can. 
So there is no reason to be faint of heart or over understanding and sensitive to the feelings of an atheist defending what is truly an evil notion. It springs from evil at the outset. It might not be presented with evil trappings per se, but merely lack of belief because the facts do not seem to support a spiritual case and not a campaign to denigrate believers in an excessive way. But nonetheless, they are wanting to cut off your lifeline to the possibility of having a future. There is no future without God in your life. Eventually, you will wither and perish. This has happened to whole groups of beings, and there are many among you of other origins who are very much on this losing track. The atheists are created and inspired by them, and they are lining up with civilizations that are doomed in their present form. And the irony here is they will only be saved by the believers they scorn. This is not an argument you can give at the outset of an exchange because it is so extreme and so improbable to most people that it will work against you. We are simply pointing out this reality to show that the concern mounted in your question about the atheist sensibilities needs to be given due consideration to not be imposing views and twisting arms and so on. So we are not saying all is fear and love and war in talking about whether God is real. We are saying that it is an issue of life and death importance, and the case needs to be made powerfully and purposefully because of what is at stake, and feelings are secondary. So we are not proposing cruelty to go out of one's way to threaten, and so create fear that people become greatly alarmed. There is a happy medium where you can be in earnest and sincere and give a compelling case without gory details and hyperbole that will make the points you need, at least as an important line of argument to have in the discussion. It is easy for atheists, because they are non-believers, to completely dismiss there being any benefit to churches and synagogues and mosques for their followers to worship as they see it as at best wasted motion and at worst a potential source of evil that will inspire extremists attacking others who hold differing beliefs and even spawn wars between nations. This is why there needs to be a good deal of education about the purpose of humans to exist and their connection to the divine in the role played by both parties in an effective partnership to advance the cause of love and light in the universe. This may be met with derision and scorn, but the inherent logic of it and the beauty of it cannot be denied, only its reality. But that is a secondary consideration. At least the ideas are uplifting and empowering. The ideas of the atheist work to crush the spirit, take away the source of love, and keep people forever isolated and on their own entirely, cut off from the wisdom of the divine and its power. So there need be no concern about the possibility of marshalling a good argument, enabling someone to at least hold their own. It all comes down to belief in the end, 
But the logic of the truly spiritual person in divine alignment is unassailable as to the quality of the thinking, its rationale, and its potential benefits. That will be much, much harder on the atheist side as they are working in a vacuum. I have to agree with what you said uh, before you started reading this channeling, Carl, that this is a surprising answer from Creator, but boy, there's no punches pulled here. You know, it's, uh, it's like this is, they are wanting to, to kill us all, essentially, themselves included with their philosophy. This is serious stuff and it needs to be taken on. Well, and, you know, we could do a whole show, and we have in various ways at various times, about the interlopers and the evil they bring to the world. And the reason they do is because they're atheists and they have lost the ability to love. Think of it. They have lost the ability to love. And that is something you may never recover from once it happens to you. Right. That's the problem of the sociopath and the extreme narcissist. They are empty and they are loveless beings and they are cut off from the divine. That's what causes those character disorders. So right. let, let me stop there. Let's keep going. <laughs> sure, we got a lot to cover. Uh, <clears throat> U.S. creator, the reality and nature of consciousness is one of the central topics of contention when conversing with atheists. Most do not believe in the existence of non-local consciousness, psychic ability in any form. Yet creator is sure that everything is consciousness in actuality, and the interlopers would seem to have a broader outlook on non-local consciousness than embraced by human atheists. Creator shared that the alien outlook is that non-local consciousness is a kind of echo that is reflection of consciousness, but not actually consciousness. Can Creator clarify these perspectives? Okay, well, hopefully this will be a clarification. I think a lot of people might be confused by that question. We're throwing a lot of jargon out there. But... Let's let Creator answer first, and we can maybe comment if we have any time. This is what Creator says. It is very much the case that the views of atheists, the scientific community, and the negative extraterrestrials are very much alike. There is profound skepticism about the value beyond simple expression of the self, the individual mind. So science would say, Non-local consciousness or psychic ability is an illusion, self-created, and exists within the brain. The extraterrestrials say, and they are psychic, that consciousness can extend beyond the self, but is only the self and nothing more. That is not much better or more advanced in thinking, and neither leaves room for a divine partner who in, actual, in actuality is the origin of the consciousness shared and displayed by individual soul-based beings, human and extraterrestrial alike. Their consciousness is in effect on loan from God in the sense that their soul was created as an extension of divine consciousness to begin with. So you are literally a part of the divine one and you have autonomy as a gift to allow individual expression, to see what you can do and what you can come up with as a being allowed a free hand and not privy to everything creator already knows. What is not realized by the atheist is that love is a divine expression of energy. This is how human beings feel love, understand love, perceive love, and generate loving feelings. 
It is using divine energy within themselves that is obtained from the light. And without that link to the divine, they would become loveless themselves. They cannot create it de novo. It is always borrowed from the flow of energy from the divine. Atheism has inherent risks in closing off an appreciation of the divine perspective because it so focuses on the individual at the human level as the be-all and end-all to be considered. This automatically diminishes the scope of the discussion. There can then be only human-sized implications that are considered and human-sized and human-created solutions. There will be no possibility of divine inspiration, which is the greatest source of creativity there is. All the great works were divinely inspired. Humans disconnected from the divine have greatly diminished creative ability. Some experience that as writer's block, or artists losing their vision, or musicians burning out and losing their edge. But all have in common the experience of a diminished connection to the higher self and beyond. There's an entire spectrum of possibilities from the extreme of depravity to the joy and bliss of being bathed in creator's love and a part of it directly, helping to bestow it to others as well as relish the reality oneself and be the focus of such intense loving attention. All along the spectrum is a gradual darkening of things through a diminishment of possibilities. It is quite a long ways before one gets to depravity. This gives the atheist view a false sense of security, that they can do just fine on their own and God is not needed. But this is a slippery slope, and history has shown again and again that this creates a vacuum into which evil will appear and exploit everyone and everything. The counterforce that can reckon with evil is divine love. You cannot do it with bullets and bombs alone. So without a link to the Almighty, you are, in effect, defenseless in the ways that count. Creator's definitely not pulling any punches there. This particular line that um, atheism creates a vacuum into which evil will appear. The word is used as will appear, not might appear will appear. I think that's very powerful. Well, and the darkness is working to attain this state of affairs. They're working against love and light. They're working to darken people. And the secular movement is very much a product of their orchestration. The world used to be almost universally religious, and people were devout. And they knew there was something very important about that. They weren't simpletons who'd been brainwashed. They weren't just following fairy tales because that's what their daddies and mommies did. They had an inner awareness that they are spiritual and it made sense to them. Yes. But that can be darkened and blotted out. And that's what we're going through culturally right now. Be sure to check us out at getwisdom.com. You can join as a participant member and you can partake of our Divine Wisdom Database. We have lots of things available for uh, for participant membership. It's eternally free. Just sign up with your email address and you can check out hours and hours and hours, days of content that we've put up there for you to give you the tools, the arguments that you can use against any with anybody to help bring them along in the view of the divine. Uh, we'll be right back with more Get Wisdom 
right after this. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the segment, segment Get Wisdom. We're talking about strategies for conversing with atheists, things to keep in mind, um, tools to use, and, and outlooks that you should have to be successful in the conversation. Indeed, and uh, this is one of the tougher things that believers have to contend with. Usually, they get steered around by the non-believer because it's just sort of polite to let people be. But there is a place for being an advocate. And at Get Wisdom, this is a big part of what we do. So we probe into a lot of aspects of this, and we're just sharing some thoughts with Creator and getting some feedback that may be of help to some of you. And it may help you understand how you may have had trouble getting yeah. through to people like a close relative who is the, the one non-believer in the family or whatever. Absolutely. You asked Creator, it has been observed that for most human atheists, the real bone of contention isn't the existence or non-existence of God per se, but rather the rejection of a tyrannical, hypocritical, arbitrary, and capricious God who they view as no friend of theirs. In some ways, it appears like an ironic rejection of the extraterrestrial alliance, who in fact are the ones who actually behave this way. Yet, it's God who suffers the rejection. Can Creator comment on this perspective of atheists? All right, and this is what Creator told us. This is a very astute observation and is echoing what we said earlier about the fact that atheists are the end product of the extraterrestrial alliance who have darkened humans to the point they are cut off from an inner awareness of the divine for the most part and the promotion of non-divine thinking to focus on the self and make serving the self the be-all and end-all of existence. This is how the tyrant thinks and is the hierarchical organization of the extraterrestrial realms, all of which are based on a central power, 
with all the essential authority, with all the power to control everyone in their domain, with harsh penalties and punishments for any individual transgressions or irregularities. This is the human's worst nightmare. But the atheist perspective is embracing the conditions that give rise to such eventualities. The fact that atheists can skate along and seem to do just fine because they are good people and simply choose to not cause trouble, live and let live, and have generous dispositions and concern for their fellows and so on, does not mean that this is part of the atheist philosophy. It is simply persisting divinity that is showing itself. Even as the conscious mind is rejecting on logical grounds the reality of the divine, they still have within them divine precepts and beliefs that are a part of their makeup. And that is what gives the atheist an ability to go for a good long while without becoming darkened in a way that will become obvious as a cause of concern. But this will happen eventually, if only over generations. It has happened again and again and again in other worlds and is happening now on the earth with the growing secular movement. Many see the signs with clarity and are raising the alarm. Well, that's what we're trying to do with our Get Wisdom Project is essentially raise the alarm here. Um, it's interesting, you know, this the notion that this persisting divinity that is showing itself, which is responsible for, you know, a lot of atheists that we know still being loving people. I thought that is a profound observation. Well, it is. And I think this is one of their better arguments. Well, look, you know, we're not trying to run the world and rule the world and hurt people and and kill them because they have a different faith or whatever. We're just happy-go-lucky, and we just want everyone to be fine and happy and, you know, leave each other alone, and everything will work out. And and so we're no one's enemy. We're no threat to anyone. And this exposes the, the dark truth of that. They're only fresh from having a spiritual core right. that yes. they believed in, and it's still carrying over in them. And they can be a nice guy because they're still getting the blessings from that prior history. Right. But if yeah. they let it fade and they cut off their lifeline, they will darken because the darkness will move in. Yes. Nothing can exist in a vacuum. Well, it's a darkness encouraging the outlook to begin with. So, yeah. it, and and they probably like they probably encourage this this kind of schizophrenia of being an atheist intellectually on the one hand, but 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 at least being you know this idea that I'm still a good person and all that because it works to their advantage of kind of selling, selling the poison, you know, yeah, wrapping it understanding there's a candy wrapper to it which was really divine. So, yeah, it's interesting. It's it's like the people who use drugs, you know, saying, well, it doesn't hurt me, you know, I can still go to work. Right. You know, I just do it on the weekends and, you know, and they might go a long time like that, maybe indefinitely, but many run into real serious trouble. And that's the problem we're addressing. Yes. U.S. Creator, it's a long conversation to bring an atheist to the point where discussion on the relative power and promise of prayer can even begin to be discussed. Atheists seem to want to avoid this particular topic more than any other. Can Creator share any insights on why this appears to be the case? 
All right, and this is what Creator says, and it's rather interesting and unexpected as well. This, too, is an interesting perception because it is very true. The reason for the discomfort is not that the atheists have any trouble proposing a counter-argument, but that they have an inner knowing that prayer has importance and they are going against their own nature to cut themselves off from their lifeline. Here, too, is evidence that there is inner divinity because it is the origin of human as an extension of divine consciousness to begin with, that you are actually comprised of divine energy. So in a sense, being an atheist is a denial of the existence of the self, although this cannot be proven readily. The disquiet people have in realizing they are neglecting prayer is an inner guilt because there is a part of them that knows differently and puts them in conflict with themselves to some degree. The skeptic would dismiss this simply as growing up in a religious home or community where they're subjected to the propaganda of religion and are made to feel guilty and fearful about a reprisal from an angry God if they are neglectful in their worship and so on. There are some who will feel this way, but that is more the case of actual believers who are less than scrupulous in their religious practice but do believe they need to follow the rules of their faith and know their conduct puts them at risk of divine judgment and then will feel a disquiet and in some cases considerable fear, particularly as they may approach their eventual transition with death of the body and begin to become terrified of judgment. In most cases, the hardcore atheists have already worked through such concerns and are satisfied their rejection of all religious notions is fully warranted and is the high ground and will feel quite self-righteous about it. It is true that atheism is a form of religion because it has many of the same characteristics, strong adherents who will defend it avidly and with passion through a careful construct of dogma that is believed simply on its face in the absence of true evidence. The fact God is difficult to prove as a reality is a challenge for the spiritual. But by the same token, the atheist can in no way disprove the existence of God. So they are mistaking an absence of evidence for being evidence of absence. The two are not the same. In fact, there is far more evidence of an intelligent, designed origin of the universe and everything within it than the opposite. But science has been constrained through mind control manipulation to reject reason and logic when it comes to evolution and to promote the theory of evolution as the be-all and end-all to explain the origin of everything in existence when it cannot truly begin to encompass the simplest phenomena. The largest obstacle to a fair discussion between spiritual believers and atheists is the fact that the latter are heavily manipulated by mind control to discard any notion in support of spirituality. So, in a sense, it is an uneven and unfair contest because the participants are not on a level playing field, as many will not have the full command of their faculties to work with. This is an unfortunate reality that is never considered in the discussion. 
but is quite real and explains a lot about the difficulty people have to come together and have a meeting of minds on almost any subject when there are strong opposing views. Such divisions are engineered and orchestrated to happen through subliminal programming of the deep subconscious mind. And this results in many quite strong inner beliefs that have been corrupted and in effect implanted deep within the being. So people are not truly who they would be without this manipulation. They are in fact a creation of the interlopers, a kind of a hybrid human who with respect to certain subjects will espouse the party line, so to speak, and will give the dogma they have been programmed to promote and will believe it unerringly and intensely because they cannot even think otherwise in a way contrary to their new inner programming. If you follow people in the public eye who espouse conspiracy theories, when these are roundly discredited, they may go silent for a while, but eventually will pop up somewhere espousing the same general ideas. And that is because they continue holding the beliefs in the faulty notions. It is programming, pure and simple. Under such conditions, not only is a friendly discourse likely to not be fruitful, a serious, methodical, systematic, and intensive discussion will likely not be productive either, because people who have been programmed cannot be persuaded. You may get them to go silent if they see their arguments are not being accepted, but that is not the same as agreeing with the opposite view. They will simply tune you out and disengage, because their mind cannot embrace the concepts you are promoting. It is simply not allowable to them because their beliefs tell them it is impossible to be so and that is enough for them. This is how people navigate in the world normally. They develop a knowledge base of what they believe to be true and it is very hard to change thinking without clear evidence. But even then, there will be some who resist your evidence because to them it is not strong enough to go against an inner belief. People vary in how rigid they become, but that is often a consequence of manipulation as well because it serves the hidden hand to have people who not only can be programmed with the desired beliefs, but who will defend them to the death and will have closed minds on the matter. This is the greatest of obstacles in what you are wanting to understand and to facilitate in having a fruitful, positive dialogue of believers and non-believers to advance the cause of the divine and help persuade people to get back on track and more in divine alignment for the overall benefit of the human enterprise. You know, I was thinking about what Creator said about... um you know, people going quiet and then coming back later essentially with the same arguments, not even with a creative new rapper, even basically the same stuff. And the analogy I thought of is that a lot of the times talking to people like that is like, you know, we live in the northern country, so we, we're used to having cars get stuck in the snow. And you can get out and you can push and you can go start to get out of that rut. But if you don't have enough momentum, it'll just fall back into the rut again. 
And you can sit there and you can push and get it almost out of the rut and it'll fall back into the rut again. <laughs> and when you're dealing, talking with people like this, there needs to be overwhelming evidence, I think, to counter these programs effectively and get them out of that rut. And if you just only take them halfway, they're going to fall right back into that rut again. Well, the key comes down to belief. If there's a strong belief against God, against the idea of faith, you're going to have a, a, a near impossible task. And this is why non-believers who see the evidence that miracles happen can simply look the other way. It just sort of bounces off. It makes no impression. And, and that's the barrier to belief. They have built within their minds. And it's built for them by the interlopers, unfortunately. So there are going to be a lot of people who are beyond the pale. And you're not going to reach them. This is just the reality we're facing right now. There needs to be deep healing for yes. the world and everyone in it to counteract this menace. And, and that's what it's going to take to turn things around. Because there's too many like this. Yes, who are, they're, they're programmed. They're complacent, and they don't care to hear your perspective. It doesn't mean anything to them. Well, it's, it's certainly, you know, Creator encourages us to do this because there's always third parties that are potentially listening as well that could be swayed by the word. So if you have an opportunity to be in a conversation with an atheist, it's not necessarily something to avoid. Uh, but, Carl, you make a very cogent point that if their beliefs are really strong, you know, you're probably not going to be able to bring to bear enough cogent arguments to overcome their prejudices. It's just, you know, but the, be realistic about that, you know, but that doesn't necessarily mean shy away from conversations, especially if other people can benefit from them. Well, we, we bang our head against that wall every day. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a worthy <laughs> endeavor because you never know. Yes. People will surprise you at times. And so the idea of standing strong, knowing your stuff. You know, being able to marshal your own evidence, your own arguments, and don't take any guff from anyone and don't take any malicious attacks trying to lump you in with, you know, the terrorists, you know, espousing, you know, killing for God and all that. You don't have to line up with that cohort. You can be truly spiritual and a loving being and defend that. And you have nothing to be ashamed of, whether you win someone over or not. They'll at least come away respecting the fact you're standing for something good. And, yes. and that will make an impression. Absolutely. And that's yeah. worth doing. Carl mentioned the need for deep healing. You can check out the Lightworker Healing Protocol, which is our approach to deep healing shared with us to, by Creator. Um, you can learn about that at getwisdom.com slash LHP. And we'll be back with more of this discussion on Talking with Atheists when we come back with more Get Wisdom right after this. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Scientist and inventor Carl Mollison has discovered how a tiny percentage of people throughout history have made direct contact with God. At Get Wisdom, we have a searchable database of the Creator's wisdom and guidance from asking hundreds of probing questions. Get a free download from the Creator, answering the biggest questions people have wondered about. Who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? And where are we going? 
Get a free download explaining how to make prayer work in powerful new ways. We offer divine healing sessions with our comprehensive Lightworker Healing Protocol and train practitioners on how to save and heal humanity. We pierce the veil in channeled interviews with famous departed people now in the light to probe the greatest mysteries. Our weekly webinars feature the Creator's wisdom about solving the burning issues challenging us personally and globally. And we welcome viewer questions. There is no death. There are no secrets. Get enlightened. Visit GetWisdom.com. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. You're listening to Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They are here to answer your questions and comments about the program. Send us an email to contact at getwisdom.com. That's contact at getwisdom.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the final segment of Get Wisdom. We are talking about conversing with atheists, and we have a lot to cover in this last segment, so we're going to get right on to it. You asked Creator Carl, how do prayer and the Lightworker Healing Protocol help the atheist to come around to actual reality, the reality of the divine? All right, and this is what Creator tells us. When people have chosen through whatever life experience to disfavor the reality of the divine in their thinking, this will cause the divine to withdraw in honoring their free will choice to disbelieve or have some skepticism. If that increases and becomes hardened in place, the divine must give them a wide berth, and that can well be permanent. But if people are wanting to believe in to believe God is real, but have serious doubts, they are still in a good position to further cultivate their spirituality with divine help, simply by making a request for this to happen. This is what prayer is for, to get divine assistance, and one can actually request divine assistance to cultivate stronger belief in the divine. And as a perfect exercise, in fact, because of its central importance to the whole goal of having a partnership with the divine to have the best possible chance in life for things to go well. This will be facilitated by the Lightworker Healing Protocol as well, because all of the things that result in disbelief in the divine will be the handiwork of the interlopers and the consequence of trauma in some form, and those woundings and diminishments will be targeted by their karmic repair as a part of the protocol process itself, as well as having prayers for the betterment of the client to be enacted on their behalf over and over again, including to strengthen their belief quotient in the divine. This, like all of the components of the protocol, is offered, not imposed as a manipulation, but if agreed to by the higher self speaking on behalf of the client's soul, there will be a careful healing process launched to help the person improve in how they interact and their openness to the divine by healing obstacles created through the slings and arrows of life, giving rise to negativity. So both are excellent approaches and ideally would be embraced by everyone because they are within reach of almost everyone to make improvements in themselves and their life situation through allowing a divine interaction 
for their betterment. Carl, you asked creator, how would you, creator, make a case defending the reality of the divine to a group of atheists? All right, and this is what creator teaches us about this approach. (laughs) Our difficulty in what you are asking is that we are forbidden to do what you wish to do yourself. In other words, we would very much like to see everyone believe in us, embrace a partnership with us, and strive mightily to walk the talk, so to speak, to stay in divine alignment with all their capability they can muster, with every fiber of their being, striving to live through divine truth and to be an ambassador for love in every interaction. When it comes to persuasion, to convince others to a view of our liking and preference, this goes against the very mandate that humans have free agency and free will to make their own choices. So we cannot persuade and counter people directly to tell them what to do and how to be unless they themselves ask our opinion and invite us to weigh in with a description of what would serve them. So an honest desire to have divine guidance will always receive a reply. It will come in at an opportune moment and likely as the person's own creative idea, but may on reflection be seen as truly divine inspiration, especially if it is something novel they have not considered heretofore. So we cannot present an ironclad programmed series of arguments designed to counter and parry every argument and position that might be taken by an atheist to render them powerless and defeated without the possibility of a further comeback. Because it is so thorough and so unassailable, they become defenseless because that would be taking away their choice to be misguided, to be even on the wrong side of an argument from our perspective. We simply cannot take that away from them. So this is why you are struggling as humans here and now, that we cannot do it for you to make the world perfect. The fact it is not perfect is therefore your problem to solve and to see to. And that includes persuading your opponents to consider your perspectives and win them over if you can. So we cannot lead you in how to do this by stepping out in front and honing a strategy and constructing a powerful weapon of logic and reason with a divine level awesomeness that would intimidate and render an atheist powerless to respond. The divine approach is one of an offering, one of an encouragement to consider alternatives, one of showing one's wares, but then allowing the other party their birthright to choose or reject what they are shown. This is how we must be. So what we would say in answer to your hopeful request, we can come to the rescue here, is to turn this back to you because you exist as our answer for the non-believer. You were created to be our champion and to be the point of the spear, so to speak, to make a divine argument and to win the day by raising up your opposition and the evil ones working against you to save them from themselves. This is the most powerful persuasion there can be, to show divinity in action, 
and by the fruits it brings, create a revelation for the non-believer that cannot be ignored or rejected, because it will, in fact, change reality in an unequivocal fashion. This we have set in motion already, but is underway through you, largely. You will have your own creativity to draw on here, and much divine wisdom we have conferred to you through a long history in answering the many reaching out to us for answers, for guidance, and for upliftment through being shown divine wisdom. This will continue and is your greatest strength, that you have the wherewithal to talk with us, but we cannot do it for you. If you have spoken truth, whether or not your arguments and logic hold sway and become convincing, you will at least know you've done your best and have not truly made a misstep. At a minimum, you will not give your adversary the reward of falling into a trap that makes it all too easy for them to claim victory through your diminishment. While this is less than satisfying to most people wanting to prevail in such a contest, it is actually in many cases a necessary first step to teach a lesson to the atheist skeptic that their prejudice will not necessarily be strong enough for them to be convincing to someone who has differing views and is well prepared on the subject. It will give them pause and it can begin a process of inner self-reflection. So the next best thing to winning an argument is to have a kind of standoff that results in the other party gaining respect for you and giving them new information and perspectives to ponder. That can plant a seed that will grow in the future and is very worth achieving. We can help you bit by bit in various ways, mostly indirectly through inspiration and in part through direct answers where you need help, clarification, and greater insight to cope with a challenge of some kind. But we cannot truly solve the problem, merely give you additional ammunition, additional tools you can put to work to craft the ultimate answer you need. There is beauty and wisdom in this relationship, because your eventual success will truly be yours, not ours. And that is the essence of partnership at its best, to have both parties play an important role, but not to the diminishment of the other, to have a true sharing, to be true contributors. And we would argue your part of the bargain is the hardest part by far. And that is the source of your greatest concern, that you worry you will fail. But we see this as the greatest possible opportunity there could ever be, that having a challenge of this magnitude will be proof of your divinity in the end and will be the most meaningful possible proof of your learning and growth commensurate with a greater responsibility in helping many others in the future. You are destined for great works. It is an irony of history that your greatest challenge will be the messiest, the most unpleasant, and the darkest. But your victory will be all the more glorious when you prevail in the end and right the wrongs of history to save the interlopers and raise them up 
as an example of how to deal effectively with the problem of evil. This will stand for all time as the greatest achievement and assure your place in history. (laughs) So the long and short of it is we ask Creator to share with us how Creator would deal with this problem and Ultimately, Creator turns it back on us and says, no, it's, it's your problem to solve. You're, you have to be the awesome ones to, to achieve this. So we got a, got a big job to do, Carl. Well, welcome to my world, folks. This is what I've been getting for years now. I, I'll get a little bit more insight, a little bit more divine wisdom, a little more understanding of the, the workings of the darkness and their, their plotting and their strategies and so on. <clears throat> But I have to work at it. I have to go back to the well again and again and again to make these incremental advances. But I hope you took the message there as applying to you, not just to me. This wasn't creator saying, okay, Carl Mollison's going to do this. Carl Mollison's going to come up with the answers as a human. And, you know, creator was talking to the collective of humanity here yes. that it's our responsibility. And it will fall to those who are open, who heed the call, who get the message in time and go to work. So we've got the tools, prayer and the Lightworker Healing Protocol. We need the muscle, the practitioners to apply the tools. It's not hard and you can do it too. Absolutely. Uh, In terms of, you know, conversing with atheists, I think one of the big insights I got out of this channeling was that we can plant a seed and you may, if a, you know, if a conversation comes to a drawer, you may even feel like you lost points. We're not in a position to look inside that person's soul, you know. And and you made the point powerfully, Carl, that a lot of times people are, are they're just programmed to believe, and you're not going to be able to sway them. That's true on a big level, but you're not going to be able to determine that with any individual conversationalist you're having. Some guy who appears really intransigent might actually be thinking about what you said later, whereas. The guy who appears thoughtful might have walked away and never given another thought. So uh, you can't just prejudge a, a person and say, well, that person's not worth talking to. That person is not worth reaching out to. Um, we have to reach out to everybody, and, and we won't succeed with everybody, but we have to try, I think. Well, I think showing what true spirituality means will make a difference just in its own right. Agreed. Because people will want to be around us because we're nice. We're forgiving, we're understanding, we're generous, and we're loving. And everyone wants that. (laughs) Yes, that's very true. They don't want it with fire and brimstone and a story (laughs) about, you know, their, you know, evil and all that. But the the core truth of the divine is all about love and the giving and receiving. So you're on solid ground to be a believer in a true spiritual sense. Absolutely. Well, that's all we have for this week's Get Wisdom. Be sure to check with us again next week for another episode. Thanks, Carl. Take care. Be well. Thank you for listening today. Please tune in next Friday for another edition of Get Wisdom with Carl Mollison and Brian Kelly. They'll be here at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We wish you a beautiful week. 